Hey, I never know how to start these. I don't know if I do like a, a hot start and just get into the topics or if I do a, like a cold, like warm up. Like, hey guys, thanks for joining again. I'm Jay, your host. I, like I suck at introductions. So let's just, I don't know. I don't know. And now I've made it weird. So um, I let's just, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I drank last night. I guess we'll start there. We'll do a nice little warm up. I drank last night. I don't drink. I never drink. It's been probably, I don't know, a couple years since I've had a drink. And, um, yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Um, I drank two and a half beers last night and got drunk. Like, what? what is that? Light beer. Coors Light. I drank two and a half and had to put that third one away. I drank half of it and had to put it away because I felt like I was lit. <laughs> That's fucking embarrassing, dude. I used to be able to drink 18 beers and hold conversations, and I, that's nothing to be proud of at all. Like the more, Now that I talk about it out loud and think about it, probably was an alcoholic. 18 beers? Good Lord, I had two and a half. Last night, woke up hungover as shit. What is that? I'm light beer. I don't know. Yeah, uh, needless to say, I don't think I'll be drinking anytime soon again. I have my my schedule down, my you know regimen that I like doing. Okay, and it's just, dude, I I get snappy and crabby. I need my damn sleep. And alcohol is not it for me, I guess. So call me a little baby back bitch, if you will. Sure, I'll take it, but two and a half beers. All right, if we go out, you buy me beers, two and a half. You get me drunk, take me home. No problem. Won't remember the next day. Um, what's up, everyone? Uh, do you, does your kid talk a lot? Just yap? Yap, 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 yap. My kid talked for nine straight hours. I'm not even exaggerating. And he does this a lot. He'll just talk, 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 talk. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. I think he gets it from my ex-wife and her mom. Because there's some some chatty Cathy's. Shout out to you, Karen. And, um, you know, maybe this is a woman thing. And don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Don't shoot the messenger. This is just something I notice. When you're about to leave a party that you've already been there for about 12 hours... And the women start saying, like, all right, yeah, let's say our goodbyes. And you end up staying there for another four hours because they're saying goodbyes and 13 other conversations happen. That's just something I noticed. I don't know if it's just those individuals, but I find it hilarious. And, um, you know, normally guys are just like, all right, we'll see you later. Bye. Or you do the Irish goodbye and just, you know, just take a few things and leave. You know, take your beers back and leave. Don't even say goodbye. I don't know. But um yeah, he was uh he was talking nonstop today and I'd never tell him to be quiet. I won't tell him to be quiet. He can just talk himself, keep himself entertained. And I'm I'm positive if I let him talk just enough, like he'll crack the Da Vinci code or some shit, or he'll figure out who assassinated JFK. If I let him talk and just ramble on for a little bit, something will come. You know? So not gonna tell him to be quiet. 
Uh, it's cute to to hear them just kind of try and put words together in sentences. Some of the things make no sense. Some of the words that he uses aren't real words, unless he's smarter than me, which is very, very possible. Uh, some of the words he used, I have to look up. So that's a possibility as well. Um, yeah, I'm learning a lot from him. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, guys, let's talk about, uh, you know, like the product of divorce. You know, I think a lot of people are the product of divorce, right? I am. Well, okay, let me tell you my story. I'm not, actually, but it feels like I am. What the f- What do you mean, Jay? That makes no sense, dude. My parents have been separated since I was 14. I am 35 years old right now. Since I was 14 years old in high school, just getting into high school or sophomore year, my parents got separated. My dad left and never came back and they've never gotten officially divorced still to this day to this day still separated crazy crazy so I don't know what effects that have had on me and you know starting this podcast this segment of the podcast the uh the co-parenting I'm a divorced dad podcast it's interesting because now I'm starting to look at my life under a, a microscope, and I've never really done that before. So it's interesting. So sometimes when I speak, I'm going to learn things in real time with you guys. And um, that's going to be fun. That's going to be interesting. And I'll, I'll take that data and, you know, I'll sleep on it. And then I'll do like a giant Google search to try and figure out why my personality is the way that it is. And the reason I'm doing that is because I I want to give my kid the best possible life that he can have, you know, without being a product of your typical divorce. Because me and my ex-wife are divorced. And there's a lot of shit that can go sideways when you get divorced. You know, so I always want to keep that in the back of my mind. And I think it's healthy for everyone to kind of analyze their life you know, and, and try to see what characteristics of yours are directly correlated to your parents getting divorced, your parents being separated, your dad never being there, your mom never being there, or your parents were mean to you. That's a possibility too, abusive. And, you know, it's like um, when you meet people for the first time, it's, it's we're meeting the product of like the final product of a person that has already been baked because of their childhood. You know, you don't like you're meeting someone that could have grown up in an abusive household, right? You're interacting with years and years and years of trauma. Maybe that's why this person you're talking to has no confidence, right? There's a lot of that out in the world and it's unfortunate because we don't give the benefit of the doubt. Like if someone comes off weird, you know, or has some tics or it's like not a nice person, you know, you find something wrong. But in most cases, it's usually because of what they're a product of. And that's one thing that I've noticed since having a kid is you, you realize that everybody that you meet Every single person started off as a baby. And Joe Rogan said it perfectly. Like everyone started off as a baby. 
Babies aren't mean. Babies won't harass you unless you like throwing up and pissing on you is called harassment. But I mean, they can't hold their bowels. They're zero years old for Christ's sake. Come on. You know, it's like, and probably most of you that are listening have kids. So it's like when you, when you hold your kid in your arm for the first time, you realize that they just look at you like, all right, I'm you. I trust you. Don't let me down. I know nothing about this world. You have to guide me and show me things. At, at, at that point, it's on you. So whatever the fuck you do, whatever interactions you, you have with your baby or whatever interactions you have with those around you while your baby is there, while your kid's there, you're teaching. Sometimes you probably don't even know you're teaching, but you are teaching. You know? So, I think we have to keep that in our heads, boys and girls. We have to give our kids the the best possible opportunity to have a good life. So, back to, to me being a product of separation. You know, I don't know what, what that means for me. I, I, sure, I have trust issues. I have, problem, I have problems letting things go. You know, um, what else do I, I was bad at school. I don't have a lot of confidence because I never had that male role model. I've never had a role. Yeah. I've never had a role model in my life. Like I've never looked at another man besides my dad. And was like an idol, I guess. Like a lot of kids idolize like sports athletes or musicians, (laughs) magicians or musicians, either or. But I never looked at someone and was like, I want to be like that. I think what they're doing is great. That never like what came into my mind was I want to be like me. I want to be the best. I want to do it for myself. I trust me. I don't care about them out there. Like, who are they? I don't even know them. So it was all me, 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 me. Maybe, maybe it's because I felt like I, since my dad left and wasn't really in my life, that I felt like the only person I can count on was me. Strictly from a male perspective, my mom was there. My mom was totally there. But I think it's very important for men to have other men in their life to guide them and show them how to be a man. You know, so it's interesting and I don't ever want my kid to go through that or feel like that. I like my dad. I think my dad was, he was, had a lot of charisma. He was hilarious. I don't know why I'm saying was, he's still alive. He's not dead or anything. He is, he is charismatic. He's hilarious. He he taught he's good in, in group settings. Like there's confidence when I see him speak. He was in the military. I respect that about him. But he was very about his own life. Like it was his life first, and then me and my brother, and then my mom. You know, and it gets real complicated because 
at what point do you like it's a chain reaction, right? So at what point do I hold my dad responsible? Because I know his parents were pretty bad to him when he was young. So it's this fucking cycle. So I'm sure that his parents, grandparents, no, his parents' parents were horrible to them. And it's just this giant loop. So my dad was was bad to me and my brother because of what he grew up in. You know, so the cycle has to fucking end at some point. And I mean, here's just like a, a quick story of of something that happened when my dad was growing up so you can get like you know the validity of it. He was he told his parents his dad was a the chief of police. His dad was a a cop. So he was like this very strict, you know, everything's on the calendar. Everything's like dot your I's and cross your T's and your bed better be fucking made and yada, yada, yada. You know, that's just like the strictest. So my dad said that he was going to swim class and he'll be home in a little bit. Right. But he was really going out to go hang out with some girls or some friends or something. And uh, his dad's like, okay, well, have fun at swimming. And what happened was my dad's friend that he was going to go hang out with came over to the house while my dad was swimming, right? So my pa, which is my dad's dad, started basically interrogating his friend who he's supposed to be with, one of them that he's supposed to be with. And I guess his friend ratted on him. I mean, what are you going to do? You're young and you're talking to the chief of police. Jesus, man. And told him, yeah, yeah. Um, Ron's not at swimming. We were we were going to go meet up at so-and-so. He's, he's out with Sarah right now. And he told me to come here and, and wait for him. So my pa got that information. He's like, oh, okay, got it. So my dad gets home. And he goes up to his room, and then my pa, my dad's dad, calls him down. He's like, Ron, Ronald, come down here. My dad's like, okay. <laughs> so my dad comes walking down, and his dad, my pa, is hiding behind a wall. So my dad's going to come down this hallway and make a, a sharp turn, and there's a wall so you can't see what's behind the wall. And as he's walking down that hallway, about to make that turn, my pa just socks him right in the head, boom, with a boxing glove on, just pops him and drops his ass, you know, and then he gives him a whole earful of like, you told me you were swimming, you weren't fucking swimming, where were you, where were you, I was talking to Johnny, and Johnny told me everything, don't ever lie to me, stuff like that, you know, it's like, don't ever lie to me, so, like, could you imagine if that happened nowadays, and that got out, oh my god, dude, you would be, you would be thrown off earth, be thrown out of the United States, but that's just a, a like a small example, a small sample size of what my dad grew up in. So it's like you have to take in all of this data about your parents. You know, why were they the way they were to you? And in most cases, when there's smoke, there's fire. And with that, <laughs> there's smoke, there's fire. My dad wasn't there for us. Um, he had a tough childhood. I'm sure that is directly correlated with it, you know. And it's just a shame that 
you know, he did, he wasn't around very much. He was there when we were younger. He he coached like a little league team of mine. That's cool. But as we, as we, me and my brother started getting older, like right when I got into high school, like he never came to our sporting events. Never. He wouldn't go to really anything. So it was just my mom. And he's not a bad guy. He's not at all. He means well. It's just, I don't know. We don't, we haven't really had conversations either. So my dad's a mystery to me. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure when he dies, there will be a fucking will that explains everything. Like that's the type of person that he is. Like everything will probably be laid out, right? When it's, when it's said and done. So I know that he loves us. It's just unfortunate that he wasn't there for us. And, you know, I know a lot of you out there, too, have have dealt with that shit. And when you have a kid, you got to make sure that do you want your kid to feel like that? No. But at the same time, it's like if you grew up in that household and you came out fine. And you think it it made you a stronger individual. Well, how do you make sure that your kid is going to grow up strong? You know, mentally strong. Uh, there's different ways to go about it. And like I said, there it's complex. I don't think kids should be without their dad or their mom or anything like that. But I also don't think that kids should be spoiled to the point of where they've never heard the word no before. Because you know what that creates. That creates... Everyone knows spoiled kids, right? I mean, what more can I say? Um, there's a lot of narcissism in spoiled kids. There's a lot of uh, expectations. Um, there's a lot of shit, sometimes greed. When you don't hear the word no, there's a lot of weak individuals when they don't hear the word no. Because when they, when they have to go through some adversity, I mean, they're going to freak the fuck out. They don't know how to how to handle that situation. You know, if you're used to getting everything. So yeah, raising a kid is pretty goddamn difficult and shout out to all of you guys that are doing it and that are doing it without help. Like, holy shit, man. Like, I don't even, I don't even think two people is enough to raise one kid. Jesus, man, especially when they're young. And I mean, every 10 minutes they're taking a shit and you got to feed them and it's just constant. And then, I mean, some of them sleep, some of them don't. Uh, my kid didn't sleep until he was like three years old. Goddamn vampire. It's crazy. That's crazy. You'll notice that you can function on almost zero sleep for a pretty long time. You'll notice that. Um, damn. Yeah, I just... Uh, I just want the best outcome for my kid. And at a certain point, you know... Does it like fall out of our hands? Like at what age does it does it leave us and it becomes like the influence is more their friends? You know, a lot of kids get into drugs because of their friends, and that's a big thing I'm worried about. And like do kids will kids choose more rough around the Edges friends because if they come from a a divorced household, these are questions I I'm asking because I don't know the answer. I have no idea. And if you know the answer, I want to put your input. Please do. 
the curiosity chamber at gmail.com. We actually have a few, um, a few stories, I guess, um, from divorces, I guess. I don't know. I forgot what I asked. I'll read it in a second here, but, At what point do we do we say that, all right, you can go sleep over at your friends? And that used to be a giant thing back in the day. Like back when I was growing up, we had no fucking, almost no rules, I would say. I would go as far to say that. Like your parents would just be like, yeah, you can go sleep over at your friend's house. No problem. Be home in the morning. Call me when you get there was like the big one. Call me when you get there and then that's it. And we were like nine, nine or 10 years old. I couldn't imagine doing that right now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe times have changed because of all the media that's out there and all the horror stories. I don't really know if it's more, if it's more horrifying out there than it was back then, or if it's just because everything that's in the media that's showing us to be scared. I don't know if it's scare tactics or what. But can't you remember, like, when you went over to a sleepover? Like, that was some of the best times that you've ever had, like, a slumber party or whatever. Not saying that I went to a slumber party. I think that's a girl thing. I went to a guy's sleepover party, all right, where we had beanbags and my friends were farting in other kids' faces. That's the shit we did. God damn it. But that was some of the funnest times, like a lot of memories were made because of that, because of that freedom, like able to go outside and just be kind of young and reckless. And you learn some shit from doing that too. And you build a, a, like a giant brotherhood slash chemistry with that when you're with your friends and you, you build this really long loving relationship with your friends. I don't know. I don't, I really don't want that to go away from my kid. I don't want, I don't want to ruin that for my kids. So I guess I guess what we can do is make sure you know who the parents are, obviously. Like hang out with them a couple of times. Make sure there's no funny business going on. I don't know. I, was, I think I would still feel weird. How would you guys feel? Do you guys would you guys let your kid sleep over at another kid's house nowadays? And what age? What age is okay? That's an interesting one. Um, what else do I have to talk about with you peoples here? Um, yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into, uh, some of these answers about the, uh, the question I asked on Facebook about being divorced children of divorce. How did it affect you? Uh, let's see. I'm going to keep it anonymous too, because, um, this is some personal shit, you know? And we'll just read it, and we'll just be done with it. We're just going to hear some stories. Uh, My parents divorced when I was three. I didn't understand it when I was a kid, and I was embarrassed about it for some reason. Then my dad would show up once a year, and all the other kids would say, Who's that guy? Quite a bit for a kid to try to piece together when his brain hardly works. Agreed. Uh, my stepdad was the best person in the world, but I still feel resentment for my dad for not trying at all to be there. I'm not sure if this was the divorce, but in my 30s, I have no desire to have kids. To all you dads out there, 
one visit and two phone calls a year doesn't really cut it. Yeah, that's tough, man. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like being the product of shit like that. And it could be so easily avoided. Like this is a problem that could be fixed. I don't understand why dads don't want to be in their kid's fucking life. I just don't get it, man. It's the best. Hanging out with your kid, it's a little piece of you and a little piece of the person that you had a kid with. And if you fucking hate that person, I'm sorry. It's still a little bit of piece of you. So hang out with your kid. Give him a fucking phone call. You'll like him. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Damn it. And now you've made this product where this guy doesn't even want to fucking... I'm sorry if you're a guy or a woman. I don't know. Um, But you don't want to have kids at all. You're in your 30s and you don't want to have kids. That's a damn shame. That sucks. I don't know if that's because of divorce. I mean, there's a lot of speculation going on, but that, I mean, I'm sure it's part of it. Appreciate it. Thanks for writing. That sucks, man. Um, Keep your head up. Having kids is awesome, but do it with a person that you get along with. All right. Really try to figure out who you're going to have a kid with. I've heard too many horror stories. Some people are fucking snakes. And just want to grab your your crotch and and then leave. Uh, My parents divorced when I was 15. It was reasonable, but not abusive. I don't know what... My parents divorced when I was 15. It was reasonable, but not abusive. I don't know. Okay. I think the main takeaway for me was being much more careful in terms of who I marry... That's not a bad nor a good thing. It just is what it is. Love your podcast. Okay, cool, man. Thanks for writing in. Yeah, um, that's yeah exactly what I just said. Be careful with who you... And yeah, even more than marrying is having a kid with. Because if you marry somebody, you can get divorced and don't have to see them. If you have a kid with somebody, in most cases, you have to, you have to be with that person for damn near ever. Keep that in mind. Uh, Let's see. What's next? My parents each got divorced three times. God damn. You guys get punch cards with that shit three times. Holy shit. Was there a discount going on? This really gave me a severe fear of rejection. I get that. That would make sense. I remember when I was only in fifth grade when a girl gave me a valentine. And told me she liked me. I screamed, I divorce you. Holy shit. And ran away. I was just so afraid she would do it to me first. Oh my God. Damn. Yeah. And that's just like mirroring what you see. What grade were you in? You were in fifth grade and you you screamed, I divorce you. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. I never dated through junior high school, high school or college. Dang, dude. I didn't have my first serious girlfriend until my 30s and didn't get married until 39. God damn, man. I will, I don't, you probably look pretty young. If I had to guess, you probably look like you're 16. Didn't have to deal with any of that stress. It took me way too long to figure out that there can't, uh, there can't really be love without risk. Very true. Love is by nature a choice, which means it can always change. But that's what makes me but that's what makes it so beautiful. Every day someone wakes up and looks at you with all your flaws and finds the beauty in you. There's no better feeling in the world than when they still choose you. 
Love is pretty awesome and worth the risk. Yeah, there's definitely going to be risk for sure. That was a good message. Thank you for that. Oh, that's crazy though. You didn't date until you were 30 and that's the product of divorce. Yeah, especially seeing your parents divorce three times. Holy shit, man. Jesus. Well, I'm hoping, I hope it's working out for you. And, um, yeah, you had that, uh, you had that premium non-tainted love juice just ready to go at 39 years old. If you have a kid, you didn't even say you had a kid. I'm just assuming. And you probably had some swimmers, you know, that first time that you had sex, probably just went right in there, got the egg, had probably beautiful kids and, um, living the American dream now. So good for you. Appreciate you, uh, listening to the podcast and writing in, um, shit. That's going to do it for us here today. I think we had a pretty good episode. I have a, a $600 voucher, some flight tickets that I have to spend by tomorrow. And, uh, I'm going to go do that. Maybe a Disney cruise. Maybe I'll spend it on a Disney cruise. And, um, yeah, if I did that, that would be a one-way ticket because I'd kill myself. That just sounds miserable. And creepy as hell. There can't just be a single guy on a Disney cruise. Are you nuts? Are you out of your fucking mind? That's crazy. I'm sure someone does it, though. I'm sure someone's done that. Goddamn psychopath. Yeah, so I'm going to go do that. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I have to choose. Uh, wish me luck. Maybe the Bahamas. Maybe maybe New Mexico. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, really big into aliens. Kind of want to kind of wanna see if I can get beamed up. Uh, that make for a good podcast. But uh, thanks uh, for listening. Everyone will see you on the next one. And, um, you know, stay, uh, stay lubed up out there, I guess. That's my only advice. All right. Bye. <laughs>